Hello and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Well, a whimper in Wales. The Jills go 1-0 down to a Will Evans goal. Um, yeah, just I, I went this afternoon with, with Alex and Alex and Harry. Um, and it was quite frankly um, a disgusting performance from, from a Gillingham side that for large parts, didn't look half interested, didn't look quite frankly bothered, and for nearly 600 Jules fans stood in, stood in the pissing rain. Um, it really wasn't an effort that was that was matched by the effort of the Gillingham, Gillingham faithful. Um, it was quite interesting that the press conference by Stephen Clements was one of an acceptable performance that was beaten by a good strike. Well, I have a very different opinion of that <laughs> this afternoon, and 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 Harry and um, and Alex have that as well. So, um, yeah, Alex, we'll come to you first, mate. Um, obviously, good evening. Um, yeah, what what have give us give us your thoughts on it then? Yeah, good evening, mate. Um, well, I think you summed it up pretty well there in terms of, one, it was a win from Wales and two, it wasn't a performance worthy of 600 travelling fans. I mean, it's it lacked any quality. It lacked desire for the most part. I think you can probably count on one hand the amount of players that actually can walk off that pitch and go, you know what, I gave my all today. Um, I don't think, and I've tweeted saying, I don't think Clements is to blame for it today. I think this... This one's down to the players. He set up a system. I probably wouldn't have started the side he started, but he set up a system that he's got enough quality on there to go and win this game against Newport. And the players haven't delivered. He's also made the changes at half-time, changed the system in the second half. And still, we've not had the quality to go and break down this Newport side. And again, frankly, it's it's not good enough from the players. Yeah, um... Well, 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 we'll come to you, Harry. Um, obviously, you were you were also also at um, Newport with us this afternoon. Um, yeah, like like Alex said, that it was a it was a performance not worthy of what we've been seeing over the past couple of games. Certainly, that Notts County result last Friday. Then for the second half against Swindon, I thought we were very very good in large parts, but I think for seventy minutes. This afternoon, we saw a pretty bang average performance. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think it was just pretty pathetic and painful to watch, really. We just didn't get hold of the ball. We weren't anywhere near as good as we've been over the last month, especially since we've moved back to a three at the back formation. But it's just one of those games where we didn't get going at all nothing really fell for us when the ball was in the box and then we've just been beaten by a good strike but Newport didn't really offer anything we didn't really offer, offer anything it was just a rubbish game in total in um, all, all in all um, Yeah, we'll, we'll go right back to the beginning of the game then obviously Clements has come under some criticism about the starting line-up we saw a few changes in the starting lineup. We started obviously with the back three, Shaloji come back into the team um, that we didn't really expect um, after the after the injury on on Tuesday night. So it was obviously Jake Turner in goal. It was Conor Masters and Max Amos Shaloji. It was Hutton on, 
Hutton on the right, Max Clark on the left. It was then a midfield three of Ethan Coleman, Tim Dieng and Conor Honey uh, with George Lapsley just off Ollie Hawkins. Alex, um, we felt that why wasn't Johnny Williams in that team after certainly his last two performances? We'll get on to the Ortado part of it. But yeah, what did you make of the starting eleven when you first saw it? I was I was shocked to see that Johnny Williams is in the side. I kind of agreed with Mahoney starting. I thought he looked good when he came on against Swindon. Obviously he got his goal, albeit a penalty, but I thought he looked there was glimpses of the Conor Mahoney that we saw towards the start of the season. Um so I wasn't surprised that he was back in the squad. Um, I was surprised that George Lapsley was the man off of Ollie Hawkins. Um, I, I, I love George, and I'm sure he's a, he's a great bloke, but he's not been good enough, and I don't know what he's done to warrant that start, especially over Johnny Williams, who, for the most part over the last couple of weeks, has been the Johnny Williams that we expected when he came through the door. He's been on the ball, he's been quality, he's been creating a number of chances. He's been probably our best player over the last couple of weeks. And he just been dropped to the bench. And we saw it when he came on, as I'm sure we got on to, that, again, he was one of the best players on the pitch and one of those that can walk off the pitch and go, actually, I gave my all today. Um, George Lapsley didn't offer anything on Folly Hawkins. And I think when you play a player like George Lapsley, you have to play him in a certain way and it's not with your big striker. Um, and I think that is probably one of the only things Clement's got wrong today is... Why was George Lapsley in the side as for the rest of it? I was shocked to see Ogie back in, but happy to see it. And it was the side that you'd expect to be picked, especially after uh, the performances of Tim Dieng in recent weeks. He's been pretty good in there alongside Ethan Coleman, not set the world on fire, but not been bad enough to be replaced, you know what I mean? Harry, obviously one of the noticeable absentees was Jorge Ortado. Big reports obviously coming out at the at certainly before the game and and now we're reading it is that he has a knee injury that was sustained on Thursday in training. Um, reports are that he's going back to Watford for a scan. Don't know the severity of it. A few rumours that potentially we may not even see him in a dual shirt again. How big a blow is that to lose? Yeah, I think it's a pretty big miss. I think on Tuesday, he completely changed the game against Swindon, where he, he come on, won us a penalty, was very direct at running in, running in the opposition half at their defence. I think today would have been a perfect game for him, where Newport's defence was actually quite slow, and the game was really in behind for a lot of it. And he's just that player that we needed to make those runs in behind and ultimately we've not had that and I think that's one of the things that cost us today we, we, Yeah Harry we, we, we saw in, we saw. let's get on to the first half then um, and we yeah we saw that obviously it, it, it was it was clear that we were we were just knocking it up to, to Ollie Hawkins um, with not much real plan B not much real plan B happening for us it was just simply Heading, heading, and hoping something was going to fall with George Lapsley behind it. What, what's, 
What do you think our tactics seemed to be in that first half? Because it just seemed like we were hitting diags up to Ollie Hawkins, hoping George Latchley would run on and onto it. But with, with the conditions and the weather, the ball was just skipping away. And so it ended up just aimless punts up the field, didn't it? Yeah, and it's just nothing like we've been playing the last few weeks. The last few weeks, we've been really good at getting the ball up to Hawkins with quality. And then Hawkins is able to hold it up and then bring other players into playing. And we've got four or five players making an effort to get into the box. Today, we had none of that. It was just hitting Hope up to Hawkins. Hoping he was flicking it on. And then after that, hoping for the best. But just felt like it was back to what it was before, Clements, where we just seemed to want to hit and hope rather than actually play into Hawkins with some quality and then play round that way. I think the first frustrating thing for me, Alex, was certainly in that first half, we could see that Newport were a team that had clearly been affected by Tuesday night, um, given a given a schooling by Knox County, I think it's fair to say, off the reports that was, was said. But we just didn't expose it in that first half, did we? We didn't we didn't expose where their weaknesses were. We didn't expose the fact that um they liked they liked the game to be played in front of them a lot. Um and the you you could see the weaknesses were in behind. And we were just hitting and hoping. And all this hard work that we'd done on the Friday against Knox County and then in the second half at Swindon where we went at them, we played wide, we played in behind, we made things happen, got lots and lots of crosses in the box. We just didn't do it for, for, for the best part of 70 minutes this afternoon. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably one of the most frustrating things of the day is that and that's where it comes down to what what has actually what what has gone on since Tuesday night where we were very unlucky to draw that game. We worked ourselves fantastic back into it. It was a great second half performance. To, that should lead into going against the Newport side that, as you say, they're a wounded animal. You know, they've, they've been schooled by Notts County. We should be going there to, you know, really put the pressure on. And I think if I was a Newport fan or a Newport player and I look at that side and see Johnny Williams is on the bench, you know what I mean? And you're starting, you're starting George Lapsley and Ollie Hawkins, there's no pace up front. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. We can ease ourselves back into this game. And ultimately, that's how they've won it. That first half, you could see they were a wounded animal. They've eased themselves back into the game. Second half, they got their chance and they've taken it. And we almost went there and let them do it. It's, it's almost like we went there to play for a point today. Yeah, yeah and I think, staying with the first half, Harry, um, the one opportunity that we had was when pretty confident George Lapsley broke through the midfield, uh, got himself taken out. Ollie Hawkins had the shot. And I mean, it was a, a comfortable save for, for, for Townsend in the Newport goal. But that was it. We didn't create anything at all. No, and it was just really, really slow in the transitions from defence to attack and really slow in the build-up. And we just... Never. We played with pace. Played with pace on Tuesday night in the second half, where we were getting the ball forward quickly, getting balls into box. We've done it against Notts County as well and today. Absolutely none of that, and we've not created anything. I think Townsend's probably had to make two saves all game, and then 
we apart from that we've just put balls in the box and it's just been cleared. Yeah, we obviously saw the change at half time, Alex. Um, it was just literally a straight swap for for George Lapsley for Ashley Allison. Um, but but again, we just seem to have seem to play this afternoon with that. I don't know. Just just didn't seem in the mood. Didn't even really get into to, to second or third gear, did we? No, not at all. And it comes down. Like I said this. I said this to you on the way out. For some reason with this team, and I've kind of gotten used to it. And I said I'm not overly annoyed at the result because I'm used to this. It seems to be every sort of one in four games they have a day off. And today was that day off, as you say. They didn't get out of first gear, and I think that comes down to not a position that we're lacking on the pitch, but a mindset we're lacking on the pitch. You know, if you look at the teams that we've had that have, you know, fought valiantly against relegation, for example, they had Stuart O'Keefe in the middle who would drag players through a game. In a game like that, if you're not playing well, we'd drag you through it and go and get the goal. Um, last season, Sean Williams was that man. You know, I look at Max Amer, he's a fantastic captain, leads by example, been one of our best players this season. But we, we seem to lack that person. On a day like today, it's horrible. It's wet. It's windy. It's a horrible stadium to play in. There's no atmosphere from the away end, not because of the fans, because there's no roof on it. So you can barely hear them anyway. And that's where you need that 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 general on the pitch to grab the boys by the scruff of the neck and go, We've got to go and win this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and Harry, that's... Um... That's that. That's obviously an alarming factor. The fact of it's it's a frustration, isn't it? Is that all the good promoted sides are able to go to grounds like this, where, like Alex says, it's wet, it's windy, it's horrible. No one wants to sort of play in it. But you dig results out today. You you get your one nils and you say thank you very much. That's it. We'll walk away from it. Um, but just, just is that is that a sign of the squad that we've got good players in there, and we've got good ability players in there, but we haven't got players that are prepared to almost go to war for the Gillingham badge? Is that is that the case? Yeah, I think this whole season's just been incredibly frustrating. Where we've put a couple of really good performances in like we have against Knotts and like we did in the second half against Finland and then we don't back it up I think that is what's going to cost us the playoffs because we're not consistent enough we don't have these players where if it goes a bit wrong we don't have these players to go yeah we can still do this we can still turn it around yeah Alex obviously we, there, there wasn't much in the game but there was a there was the goal um, that Ultimately, we ended up going back to Kent with was nothing. Um, it's a fantastic strike by one of the best finishers in this division in Will, in Will Evans. Um, that was the only part I agreed with Clements' press conference at the end of the game, where he says um, it's in the, it's in the top corner and it's a cracking finish. It is a cracking finish, um, and I suppose in a way. If you are going to lose a game, 
you lose the game to a to a finish of of the highest order. Yeah, I mean, look, that that's a moment of pure quality, right? It is a moment of pure quality. There isn't many players in this league that are going to pick that 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 finish out. And if you are going to lose a game, you want to lose a game one 0 You want to lose it to a goal like that. But there's a way to lose a football match. If you're going to lose the game one nil, you want to be and you're knocking on the door. It's a, it's not a, it's not a scrappy game. It's not a slugfest. You know, it's a, it's a good game of football. Both teams creating chances, and there's that one moment of quality. Fantastic but we didn't have that today. It was a moment of quality for Newport that won the game, but we had several chances to win that game and we didn't take them. And that's what frustrates me because although you can look at it and say, well, you know, you, you, we've lost 1-0, probably, you know, it's, it's a great goal. But if you look at the game as a whole, ultimately, one we've had a golden opportunity that should be in the back of the net and we should be 1-0 up. Um, or that may have been after the goal, I do apologise. Um, what did you say doing? Yeah. Was that four after? Oh. All right, so we should be one all then. Um, but if you look at it as a whole game, we lacked quality, intensity, any sort of want to be on the pitch and we've lost 1-0. I don't care if it's a moment of quality or a gold mile scramble. You've lost 1-0 because you don't, Ultimately, there was a desire to be on that football pitch for Gillingham Football Club today. Yeah, Harry, so obviously Clements then makes the changes. Um, he makes the changes of Jaden Clark, Scott Malone, Johnny Williams, all in one hit on 70, 77 minutes. Um, and lo and behold, we start playing. Why, why is that? What, what, what do you put that down to? On. We'll, put, we'll put it to you, Alex. Um, yeah, so it, it shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't be the case at all, right? In terms of while we, we were actually, and it seems to be a case we decide over and over again, where we react to what happens in the game. You know, we react to going one down. That was a prime thing that everyone used to mind about about Neil Harris. He'd only make changes when you go one nil down. And this wasn't when we went one nil down, it was late. And I don't I don't understand why it's taken that long to make that change. Anyone looking at a football match could see at half time that it needed something different. We needed what ultimately turned out to be the four four two on Tuesday. I think that's what we wanted to go with today and then obviously threw everything at it when he brought on Jaden Clark and, and everything. But Ultimately, the, the biggest thing for me is why has it taken so long to make those changes? Why was it so reactionary at half-time that needed to happen? Harry, we'll try and come to you then. Can you unmute yourself? <laughs> yeah, Alex, we'll, 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 we'll stick to you then um, while, while Harry sorts out his connection. <laughs> um, I think, that obviously, the three, the three changes then, then come. We saw, obviously... Josh Walker come onto the pitch, Johnny Williams, Scott Malone. Um, and like you've just explained, obviously, about that, that why, we, why have we left it? Why have we left it so long? Um, but I think the question I want to put to you about it as well is that, is it, is it a frustration about our game management where we're, 
we're almost sometimes reactive rather than proactive. Yeah, so I, I, I commonly use Wrexham as an example of a team that I'd love us to play like. Now, I know we're not Wrexham, right? But I look at Wrexham and I think they manage games well. They have their clear game plan and they go out to play it and they know how... They know at certain points in the game what they ultimately need to be doing. Once they're one, they're up. Once they're two, they're up. They know the kind of football that they they want to be playing, um, and I think that's what we massively lack. Is once we're in this period of a game where maybe the other team's on top, we're on top. We don't really have that game management. And I look at the changes that he made today, and I said it in the stands, and I'll stand I stand on my my high horse with this. Why he's brought Ollie Hawkins off to bring on Josh Walker baffles me. Because at this point in the game, you are going to be pumping the ball up. You're 1-0 down, away from home. You're going to throw the kitchen sink at it. Ball's going to be going from your right back and your left back into your big men, which is going to be your two centre-halves and your big striker. He's brought his big striker off, and we saw it. Now the Sun and Walker going up headers. Yes, they put the defenders off every now and again. But then... It came to nothing. Whereas Ollie Hawkins, he's a handful. He takes two defenders away. If you have Hawkins, Aimer, and Marston, you're outnumbered, outnumbering them. If you don't have them three, it's a defender on a defender. That's it. And I think it comes from both the team not being able, not knowing how to manage a game properly. And that ultimately comes back to Clements and what he's putting in terms of game plans and how he wants to manage a game. And not. <sighs> I don't want to say he's not got his clear design because I'm sure he does, but he's not been able to stamp it on his team yet in terms of what we're doing when we're 1-0 up, 2-0 up. And I think even at Knox, we kind of saw it. Fantastic performance, but towards the end of the game, I don't, unless we were just going to keep attacking them, I don't think we had a game plan of how we're going to manage that 3-1 lead. Because Knox at any point could have come back into that game, in my opinion. And that's where this side massively lacks compared to your Stockport, your Rex and your Barrows. He's understanding how to manage game to see it out. Harry, can we hear you now? Should be able to. Yeah, but you now. Okay. Um, yeah, Harry, we'll, we'll come to you then. Um, one player I want to... I don't want to dig him out. Um, and I'm not going to dig him out in terms of he... Being, being horrible, being personal towards him or anything else. But I'm, the reason why I'm going to single him out is because technically, I think he's one of our best players, players in Conor Mahoney. Um, but we've seen it against Knotts and we've seen it on Friday night against Knotts and we've also seen it on on Tuesday night against Swindon, where almost without Conor Mahoney in the team, do we become almost a side that are a bit more organised with Conor Mahoney in the team? Or am I, am I seeing that a different way? Oh, um... I think we've certainly, in the back three, we're definitely a better team without Mahoney in, purely for the fact I don't think he suits 
the formation that Clemens is playing at the moment, where he likes to roam a lot, and it sort of kills our structure a little bit. But I think he looked quite good when he come on Tuesday night and when we were playing a four-four turn. He looked, he looked all right this afternoon. I think there was a couple. He had a couple of good opportunities, and then sort of petered out a little bit. Sort of just went under the radar a bit and then another couple of tunes. I think he keeps drifting in and out of games a lot at the moment and I think he doesn't at the moment he's not quite the player we need in midfield um, Alex Stephen Clemens made a a good point at MK Don's away where he said that if we're not careful we're going to become and nearly team. <laughs> I think that performance today hit the nail on the head of the point he was making in terms of we've seen a really good performance last week against Notts County. We've seen for the majority of the game against Swindon, or second half, should we say, another good performance could have won the game. And then we've dropped a a two out of ten today. So does that then sort of reaffirm what Clements may well think of this team? Yeah, I think that's he's, he's made a very good point there, and he made a very good point of um, we put pressure on ourselves by drawing the game against Swindon, um, and these, these are the moments that are going to make us the nearly team. Now, no one could have predicted that Harry McCurdy was going to pull that out of his locker on Tuesday night, but he does. So now, this is where you've got to show your bottle and go and win the game against Newport. And not go and win it, but go and win it with it. Now, I look at Stockport, who we play on Tuesday. Now, they got beat 4-0 today by Tramlin. They're going to come to us, a wounded animal, and want to bite back. That's the difference. That's what's going to make us a nitty team. We, are, we don't have that reaction in it. Now, we conceded 94th minute. I then think we were unjust by the referee not to give us that last corner. They should be fired up and ready to go at this Newport side that just been scored by knots. And that's what's going to make us the nearly team. That we don't go to these games where, one, we have to win, and two, we should be winning, and put these teams to bed. Because first half, yeah, we didn't create many chances, which I think we should be. And then we don't take our chances that we get in the second half either. So, Harry, I'm going to put a question to you. What's the answer? What, what, is, what is the answer to this Gillingham team? Um, they are so, so frustrating to watch where last week we thought, perfect, here we go. Notts County, we've, we've almost taught, taught them a lesson away from home. Then on to the Tuesday night where we play a Swindon side where... They've been in a good run of form. Could have won in the game in the second half. Um, and then we drop a performance like today. What, what's the answer? I think we, to be honest, we need a leader who can just grab the whole team by the scruff of the neck, as Alex said, and get them up for these type of games. So at the moment, I look around and say, I can probably name about four or five players at most who looked up for today. And 
that's not what a Gillingham team should be. And uh, it's not, this team is not what a Gillingham team has looked like for years. A lot of the, even the one where we got we were struggling in the bottom half of League One under likes of Lovell. They had heart, they had desire. And they want they were going to teams the way we went to Portsmouth. We hadn't won there for about thirty years, beat them three one. At the moment, I don't think we've got any of those players who want to just take the game ones who make the difference. That's what's costing us big time at the moment. Yeah. It, it, but 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 what's what's the answer between now and the end of the season, Alex? Obviously if Ortado is out, do we try and dip into the free agent market? Or because we look at the league table, we sit eleventh, but yet we still only sit a point outside the bluffs. Now, I'm not sitting here saying at all we're... I, I think currently we are that nearly team. We are that nearly side that they we, we just don't show it consistently enough to, at the moment, break into those playoffs and be a, be a firm playoff contender. What's the answer between now and the end of the season if we have got this problem with Otardo? We've seen today where we we dropped this two out of ten performance. We've done it in home games against Forest Green and Walsall. Slapped in the middle of a, a win against Colchester and Accrington where it's two games, then it's two poor performances, then it's two really good performances, then it's another poor performance. What's, what's, what do we do? Well, uh, we need... Now, it's easy for me to sit here, and I know a lot of fans like to point out, it's easy to sit in the stands and give your opinion, but we're all entitled to one. So I'm going to give my opinion here. In terms of what he needs, what he needs, he's not... I, I don't feel he's playing to this squad's strengths with what he's got currently. Dipping into the free agent market is ultimately just throwing more money at it. And if a player in free agency at the moment good enough to get into a side compete with that wants playoffs, they'd be playing in, playing in their team, right? We're not going to find someone that's going to answer all our problems in the free age market at this moment in time. So I, I look at the squad and I think, right, so who, who who's going to make a difference for us on their day? Johnny Williams is going to make a difference for us on their day. Where's his best position? Free roam in the middle. Let's give that to him. Let's look at this side as a whole, right? Who's, who's also very good in the middle that can make things happen? Ethan Coleman. Let's free him up. At the moment... He is locked in this sort of central defensive midfield position and he's very isolated, which isn't what he's best at. So for me, and this isn't going to come as a shock, I'd play Robin McKenzie alongside him because what you get with McKenzie is he isn't going to go bombing forward. He isn't going to go leaving us exposed at the back. You've got that screen in front of your back four. You've then got, let's say, Ethan Coleman, Johnny Williams ahead of him two free men, your two sixes, as Clements likes to call them. That's our perfect midfield three, right? I don't think Conor Mahoney on the right works. I don't think that's any sort of answer. I think he nullifies Hutton. So let's play Hawkins up front and someone alongside him. And that, in Clements' system, is 
how we're going to get the best out of this team. And it's ultimately maybe bending what he wants to do a little bit until we can get to a window where he can get the players in that are going to work. Obviously, if Hortado was still here, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Or if he is still going to be here, it's, it's a different story because ultimately we can play that because it's a bit more pace. But he's going to have to bend what he wants to do a little bit and kind of adjust to the players he's got at disposal and play his best players in their best positions. Is that what it is, Harry, then? Is it is it the fact of we're almost going to have to wait until the summer where... Because ultimately, I, I presume some of these players that are currently playing aren't Clements's, aren't the way Clements wants to play. So, is it going to be a case that come the summer and then next season we finally see a Clement side that represents him or on the flip side of that has Clements got enough good players at his disposal in order to be delivering results consistently uh, to be honest I think it's a little bit of both I think we've got some really good players in this level but I don't think all of them fit how Clements wants to play. So I think, I think in the summer we'll see a lot of current players going. We'll, so I think we'll see a lot of players coming in that Clements is wanting. Clements will have a clear idea on what type of players he wants. And hopefully next season, with these players, we'll start to see what a Clements side really looks like. And I think that's when we can start judging Clemens properly on his results and how he's doing. Because I don't, I think at the moment it's a little bit unfair to judge him where he's got a squad that is partly suited to the way he's playing, partly not suited. And he's, I think there's a lot of dead wood still in there from last season where we've, we've signed a load of players to keep us in the league. But are they the players to get us out of the league playing how Clemens wants? I don't think so. I think that's a really interesting point about judging Clements, Alex. I'm not sure entirely how many games he's had in charge fully now. I don't know the number. Um, but it might be 15, 16 games, something like that. Um, yeah, I just want to put a simple, simple question to you. Is it fair, is it fair to judge Clements? Because they're not his players. There's, there's, there's two points in there, right? It isn't fair to judge Clements on the fact that they're not his players. They aren't his players. I agree on that. But they're very good players. They are players that one's on loan from a championship club, played at the level. Scott Malone's been there and done it in the Premier League. Johnny Williams is a captain at Wales level. He's played at Palace, he's played everywhere, he's done it everywhere. He's got the ability in that squad to, at a minimum, with the way the league is going, get us into the playoffs. We're still a point outside the playoffs, right? He, at a minimum, with the squad and that ability in there, we should be knocking on the door of playoffs. That, I think, is fair to judge upon. The fact that you've got a squad that's that good at your disposal, he should win. 
and nearly kept us up. They weren't his players. That wasn't his squad. Came in February, he signed, what, one or two in the, at the end of the window? They weren't his players, wasn't his squad, but he nearly did it. He nearly done it. And that's what we need to see from Clements, is that have this squad. How have I got to get this to play to get the best out of these players until I can get the player assistant in the summer? Yeah, Harry's. it's an interesting point, but we move on to a, a big week now in the season. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, probably a defining week where we've got two home games coming up. We've got two really difficult home games in Stockport and Wrexham. And obviously, we saw Stockport getting smashed by Tranmere today, which is the madness of the league. Um, but like Alex made an, an earlier point, that they're going to come to Brisbane, a wounded animal. And they're in the top three for a reason. Um, and then obviously a Wrexham side next Saturday, which is looking likely it's going to be a Pat Priestfield. Um, how big a week is this in in this season from for, for these next two home games? Yeah, it's a massive week. We've got two promotion contenders, and we're even though we've not been the best this season, we're still only a point outside the playoffs, but. By the end of the Wrexham game, we could either be comfortably in the playoffs or we could be five or six points outside the playoffs and our season could very easily be over. So I think, and as you say, this league is anyone can beat anyone. Um, we've seen that with Arrow losing today. We've seen that with Stockport losing today. We could so easily be comfortably inside the playoffs and only a couple of points off say Barrow and we've still got to play them twice so I think if we get a win and a draw out of these next two games I think that'd be a good week what yeah what about what about you Alex it's it's two of you you, you probably can't ask for a tougher week yeah you, I mean it, it's it's I think as, as weeks go in League 2, if you flip the Knotts game and the Newport game, you won't get tougher. The only caveat is that we have got Newport this week. And obviously, Stockport and Brexham are two of the best teams this league. Stockport are proving it time and time again that they'll be League 1 next season, let's be honest. Um, and I'd, it's a season-defining week, and Clement said it, that we put pressure on ourselves to win this game at the weekend. What they've now done as a squad and as a, as a team is put massive pressure on these two games to get six points. If we want to be in the playoffs, if you want to be competing up there, six points is a minimum for these two games now. If we win today, four points, maybe three. But now we've got to win both games. And I, I look at this Stockport side coming off the back of that that trump and the tram here. I think they're going to come. And they're going to come with a massive bite, and Clements is going to have to set up perfectly to get even a, a draw out of that game. Yeah, as always, a massive thank you to our sponsors, Balville Grit and Gaslick Kent. Um, their supporters has been amazing through this season. Um, I hear tickets are like absolute gold dust for the Wrexham games, so they might potentially be a little cheeky giveaway for, for, for the Wrexham game. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. massive thank you to those guys as well. Um, yeah, that's. We'll just read out the comments then. Alex is gonna. Alex is gonna read out the comments um, for me. So Alex, if you can, uh, if you can do that, that'd be that'd be great, mate. <laughs> oh, the pressure. Right, so we've got dual stats and facts. Said it on Thursday, we massively lack mobility in the centre of the park. Not enough players showing or capable of playing cute triangles to get us up the pitch. The result, we end up going two directs. Again, the mobility becomes an issue as we can't get close enough to the centre forwards. Same nonsense every time. Next window, we'll get the right players. Next window, the manager will get his own players in. Blah, 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 blah. That's from Fred Perry. Um, yeah. Okay, we'll move on from that one. Um, Newport, there for the taking today. The only time we showed any kind of pressing energy was in the last 10 minutes. Saw a group of fans who were behind the goal at the end of the game, voicing their utmost pressure to anger and clemency to the players. Now, before we do... Move on to the next one. That is a very good point. Yeah. Um, I think as fans, we do, we've just travelled four hours for the most part, stood in the piss and rain in a stand that hasn't got a roof and watched that. I think we're allowed to give displeasure, but there's a way of doing it. I think berating them, calling them names, is probably too far. Be displeasured with the results and, you know, ask questions of their performance. But it needs to be done in a respectful way. I think maybe it went a little bit too far today from some fans. Um, and then we've got, for me, it's a complete midfield rebuild in the summer. Keep Coleman, Williams, Jeffries. If we can keep him, the rest can go. A uh, little point worrying about the playoffs when we're so far short of the quality needed to complete in the league above. It's time to say it. We're not good enough. We call for improvement players week in, week out. It's Grandpa Day. Outside the keeper and defence, not one player. I'd be upset if they left midfield. Not good enough to mount a promotion challenge. Um, SC got his tactics wrong today from his interview. Seemed like he was playing for a draw. Can't keep this up for the rest of the season and hoping for other teams will help us out. We must be one of the worst forward lines in the division. I'm pretty sure we are, statistically, yeah. the worst forward line in the division. And then, last but not least, it's Dino, and he agrees with my point of we have no leaders, no one grabs the game and needs them. There we go. Um, thank you all for tuning in tonight. Uh, I hope you've been, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the ME7 podcast on the way back from a 1 0 loss to Newport County. Yeah, it's a tough week ahead for the Jills as it's Stockport and Wrexham coming to Priestfield. Um, you're not going to get many tougher weeks in League Two. Let's see how the Jules Fair come this time next Saturday. Thank you all for listening. Good night. Up the Jules.